My name is Jocelyn, and I would like to share with you the real dark truth behind addiction. I hurt myself today to see if I still feel I focus on the pain the only thing that's real the needle tears a hole the old familiar sting try to kill it all away but I remember everything I am a college student pursuing a master's degree in psychology. I'm a mother, a wife, and yes, a recovering addict. I will be interviewing a friend of mine named Jalene, who is also a recovering addict. The topic is addiction is secondary to the primary issue. And the definition of addiction, according to American Society of Addiction Medicine, is addiction is a treatable chronic medical disease involving a complex interaction among brain circuits, genetics, the environment, and an individual's life experiences. People with addiction use substances or engage in behaviors that become compulsive and often continue despite harmful consequences. The numbers are increasing in America today. 12 million people in the United States have admitted to using meth at least once, and 1.4 of those in the last year. An article from 2006 Hazeldell Foundation nonprofit organization. My stance on addiction is it's not the problem. It is a result of the problem being left unattended. The problem is trauma or pain someone has endured and it's being left untreated or even unnoticed. Once relief or pain is found, it's very difficult to end this relief. When people think about an addict, they tend to think about the addiction not what brought the person to become an addict. I ask the question, why? Why are they using? What are they running away from? Where do these drugs come from? How does an addict begin recovery? And what can our community do to help them? Okay, I have Jolene here and she is going through her recovery of addiction, and I have a few questions for you. Uh, what made you start using? Well, honestly, I think uh, the start of the addiction for me, me personally, I think it started um, at a younger age. Um, there has been addiction in my family, and I think that started as a young child. Um, seeing and witnessing you know uh, you know your parents and and uh, the ones that are closest to you at a younger age you know 
um, an addiction um, and seeing the patterns of all that uh, you know you can do like I personally I think I I, I I grew up thinking that it was okay as I got in my teenage years um, and that's when I started experiencing with drugs and trying out different things and um, you know thinking that it was okay to start and and that uh, and, and getting approval from my mom and my stepdad you know uh, almost yeah. kind of like a attention thing too you know and then like oh they did it and I know you know like yeah you know I thought it was okay and so I yeah. think that really I think that's what started it all yeah okay I believe addiction is secondary to the real problem. Uh, Mr. Franklin is a Nazi concentration camp survivor and the author of Man's Search of Meaning. He describes addiction like this. They simply turn to drugs because they don't know the source of their pain. And it hurts too much to uncover it. And I couldn't agree more because I know this from experience. Once I decided to stop using drugs, I was forced to face the pain I was running away from. We all go through something traumatic in our lives and learn to continue moving forward. The buildup of pain and heartache is under the surface and never fully addressed because it's too difficult. Once we find a release to hide and cover the pain, it is when addiction begins. Drugs are a euphoric feeling and trick our minds into believing we are happy at this moment. So the chase is on for continuing to stay happy and running away from the pain that lies inside. I'm not sure that the majority of people think why this person picked up the drugs. Most people only look at the surface and the addict in front of them. People turn to drugs for a reason, and I wish more people understood this. No one wants a drug to control them and take over their life. Now I'd like to ask the question, where do illegal drugs come from? I believe there is a second place where addiction starts, and that is the drug itself. Where do drugs come from? and then made available for use. The drug game is very dangerous and hidden from society. Most heroin and coke are imported through the cartels from Mexico into the United States. And the easiest way for them to stay undetected is to use human and animal mules. Human mules are forced to swallow drugs in a protective bag and hope the drugs do not leak while they cross borders. Then once on the other side, they deliver the drugs and are killed. Animal mules are a little more disturbing. Um, they cut their stomachs open, uh, fill them with pounds and pounds of drugs, send them over the border, and then kill them as well. If you haven't heard of this movie, it's called Mariah Full of Grace. It was released in 2004, and it puts a face to human drug mules uh, coming in from Mexico. The movie won many awards and is definitely a must-see. 
Um, but it's not just the cartels. There's also meth. Meth can be imported as well, but it is mainly cooked in labs here in the U.S. Uh, the TV series Breaking Bad is a perfect representation of the creation of behind meth labs. Most labs are being created by people who do not use the drug itself because the process is so dangerous and the drug is very, very mind-altering. The scariest part about meth labs, though, is the location. Most labs are right in front of us and you don't even know it. Could easily be your neighbor on the corner of the block that you rarely see. You would never have any idea. I wanted to address where the drugs come from because I feel it's important for people to grasp the danger behind being an addict. Not just for yourself, but for the blood spilt on the delivery of the drugs to the users. To me, this is a full 360 view of addiction and its hold on people today. Any sober, happy person would never want to be a part of this terrifying world. I'm hoping if the demand for drugs go down, then these crimes can be something of the past. Uh, and teaching people to get help with trauma and pain from the very beginning, before they start their addiction, before they start masking, um, could hopefully reduce the need for drugs. Okay, how were you uh, able to recover? Um, what was the process like there? Well, it's definitely uh, taking a one minute, one hour, and one day at a time. Um, I think the recovery started getting more of a clear mind. You know, um, getting a few days clean and sober, um, and then looking back my past and my childhood trauma and um, learning, like digging deep. Like it wasn't just, okay, I'm gonna get clean and I'm just gonna get my kids and I'm completely clean and sober and I'm doing great. For me, it was, I had to do it for myself and I had to dig the process. Like I had to like, I spent a year and a half to two years at Anna Ogden Hall in a women's life recovery program I spent almost those two years digging deep into my past, digging deep into what tore me apart, mm -hmm. you know, between the family addictions to the choices that I made from being homeless for years, living in abandoned places, my house catching on fire, burning, you know, it was just like, and then just the, uh, just learning to deal with the sorrow and pain of it all. And I dug out things that I didn't even know I had. I mean, I had skeletons in my closet, I never even thought of and those two years you know I, I realized it all made sense it's like oh my gosh it, it all makes sense now you know I had more of a clear mind about it all I mean it's definitely something I you know I, I'm four years clean today and I mean I still I mean you know I still kind of wrestle and struggle with some of the stuff you know so I think it's gonna be a lifelong thing but um, I did workbooks. I mean, I dug so deep. It wasn't. I've never done that in my life. Um, and uh, and so um, 
So do you think it was the addiction might have been secondary to the issue at hand? Oh, absolutely. I, the addiction, I, I was, I was so sad and so broken. Like I can't even fully describe the way that I felt and anything, anything to avoid the emotions and the reality of what was really going on or what really had happened in my life or, you know, not seeing or being with my kids for three and a half to almost four years. I didn't even talk about them. I didn't even want to, I didn't want to deal with any of that. I was so um, broken. Now I ask, how do we begin recovery? The first step is wanting to stop using drugs. There needs to be a point in someone's life where they say, I'm done living like this and I want to change. The second step is seeking help. This is the hardest step because they have to admit they have a problem and asking for help is never easy. This is where they face the addiction head on and go through many withdrawals, not just physically, but mentally as well. The rest of their life, they have to mentally fight the urge to never mask their feelings with any addiction of any kind. I love the Union Gospel Mission here in Spokane because it's a place for people looking to recover from addiction. It's completely free and you are never alone. There are many other people in the same position as you trying to recover and build a new life. Now that I've explained how addiction is scary and dangerous and a very real problem in America today, I ask another very important question. How can society help? I think people should realize an addict is a person too. This person is literally screaming out for help. There's a stigma in society today and we tend to look down on drug users as people, less than us and stupid. This way of thinking is wrong and it needs to stop. We should show love and compassion and a helping hand. I heard about this foundation, um, the Hazeldale Foundation, a nonprofit drug and alcohol addiction center, and they're dedicated to fighting against the war on meth. They recently launched a national crisis toolkit for schools, employers, parents, healthcare organizations, and community leaders. This toolkit has a DVD and a CD full of information, facts, advice, testimonials, and ways to get support. I love, love the action behind this organization. I believe this toolkit should be shown to every student in high school. Hopefully the facts would deter young adults from ever using to mask their emotions. The conclusion for my podcast is addiction is not the problem. It's a result of leaving the problem unresolved. It's never too late to change your mind and get some help. There's still hope and people are waiting to help you face these fears.
Now some of you might still be in that place. 